Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity you've given us. We thank you for the gift of life, the gift of your grace and your mercies. Father, we've gathered to hear your word, O Lord. May your word bring life to us. May your word bring understanding to us, precious Holy Spirit. May we have an understanding by your teachings, Lord. Speak to our spirits, speak to our hearts in the name of Jesus. May we come to know who Jesus is in the name of Jesus. Amen. So today we are going to have an interesting conversation. Um, so our conversation is about who is Jesus Christ? Who is Jesus Christ? And it's, it's, it's very interesting because um, we've not taken our time as believers to understand who Jesus really is and what is our place in him. And so we are going to understand the word of God on who Jesus is. Um, thank you so much. I'm glad the sound is okay and I'm glad everything is okay. So that's what we're going to be looking at today. Um, I pray that you gain much understanding. Um, I pray that the Holy Spirit speak to your hearts. I pray that you come to understand who Jesus is and what that actually means for you. Amen. So before we begin, shall we open our Bibles to Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. So we are reading from verse 26 to verse 28. Um, I, I always try to um, unpick from the beginning. It's, 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 it's actually interesting. For believers, it's very key for us to understand who Jesus is because he is the foundation. Okay, he is the foundation. He's the very fabric of what we say we believe. So in every, I would say, religion or in every belief, there is actually the center of that belief. So if there's the center of what, whatever we believe, that means that as Christians, Jesus is actually the center of our faith. He's the center of our believing. But many people have not taken the, their time to understand Jesus, who he really is. So our first episode, we are actually going to discuss or we're actually going to investigate who Jesus is and what that means for us as um, Christians. Hallelujah. For the sake of time, I would want us to read a scripture before we come to Genesis. So in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. I read, it says, Looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. The author and finisher of our faith. So, as every religion has, is a faith, is a movement of faith, because we don't see, we are actually seeing with our hearts, not our eyes. And so, when you come to, when you come into Christendom, or when you come into Christianity, the one who is the very fabric of whatever we believe is Jesus Christ. So in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, I read again, it says, Looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. He says, Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. 
Hallelujah. So, Jesus is the very foundation of what we believe as Christians. So, if anyone says that, oh, I'm a Christian, you need to understand that you being Christian is actually based on Jesus. So, if you don't understand who Jesus is, that means that you don't even have a strong foundation for your faith. And so, what we are going to look at today is to understand who Jesus is. And what that means for us obviously we wouldn't be able to finish <laughs> but i believe that we will get to a place which will be very great that we can actually continue on so um in the book of genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 28 um genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to verse 28 i'm gonna read it quickly um for the sake of time, we'll be, we'll be reading a lot of scriptures because um, the Bible says that for the lack of knowledge, my people perish. And most of the time, some of us, we don't even spend time reading the Bible. So we will be reading a lot of scriptures because we are going to construct our understanding based on what the word of God says. Okay. Uh, so yeah, in the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse number 26, I read. Um, and God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the power of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepers upon the earth. Verse 27, and God created man in his own image and in his own likeness, God created him, male and female. Verse 28, and God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. So God created man to actually have dominion, to take over the world, to take over everything that he had created. That was the original plan of man. But something happened. And I love to always go back to Genesis. The word Genesis stands for beginning anyway. But it gives us the very foundation of man and where man is actually projecting into. So in the book of Genesis chapter 2, verse 9 so we are moving back to genesis chapter 2 verse 9 genesis chapter 2 verse 9 something interesting happened so he says and out of the ground the lord god made to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight good for food okay so now god created man he said that he should take nobinion but um, Genesis chapter 2 verse 9 is bringing out some interesting facts. He says that, And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So what this scripture is trying to make us understand is that God actually created two trees. And the scripture is saying that these two trees were all good for food. So if you would love to eat, you would... you both of them had equal chance of being selected but something happened what happened let's continue so for the sake of time um we wouldn't be able to read everything but then let's jump to verse 15. so verse 15 and the lord god took the man and put him into the garden of eden to dress it and to keep it and the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest eat freely, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat it. And in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. So God created this and he said that he's created. Don't forget, 
follow the discussion because if you miss the discussion you wouldn't get the understanding very well so god created everything now he gave man dominion don't forget he says that two trees they were all equally beautiful they were all very pleasing for food but god didn't say man don't eat the tree of life he instructed man that don't eat the tree of the knowledge of good and evil why because man could have eaten the tree of life the tree of life actually is a representation of a long life that doesn't end an eternal life so adam could have chosen to eat the tree of life and he could have also chosen to eat the tree of good and evil but why did man end up eating the tree of good and evil we will understand from this discussion so so god created man so when you keep reading down um god created man and then he created the woman so he made man slept then he took his rib to create the other um, one, which is a female, which is Eve. But for the sake of time, let's go to Genesis chapter 3. So just follow this discussion. Follow the discussion. So Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Now God created man. He gave him dominion, be in charge of everything. And he warned you, don't eat this tree. The day you eat, you will die. That is how God said. Now look at something. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than every beast of the field, which the Lord God had created. And he said unto the woman, you see, strategist, he comes in, now he begins to speak to the person who was up there when the instruction was given. Yea, had God said, ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden? Don't forget God said in verse 19, that the day you eat of the tree, of good and evil that day you will die you shall surely die and god said and and the woman said unto the serpent we may eat of the tree of of all the trees in the garden but the tree which is in the midst of the garden god has said ye shall not eat it neither shall ye touch it lest ye die and the serpent said unto the woman ye shall not surely die for god knoweth that the day ye eat thereof then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be gods, knowing good and evil. So God told man that the day you eat of this, you will die. Now the serpent comes and tells him that, oh, no, 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 you won't surely die. You know, but why didn't the serpent convince them to eat the tree of life? But then he convinced them to eat the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because this was a tree that when you eat, the dominion that God had given man, it will take only the nature that God has actually created you to survive with it. So the day man eats that tree, the day man decides to eat that tree, he or she will die. Okay, and that death entailed losing that dominion God had given them. It also entailed that they would actually be cut off from their maker. So we see in this discussion, so the serpent said to the woman, oh, you can eat. And what do we see? That she saw that this tree, so in verse 6, he says, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took the tree thereof and did it, and gave unto her husband, which was with her, and he did it also. So now man, man got, got to a point that they actually stood against God. For the sake of time, let's jump to verse. Um, let's jump to verse nineteen. 
so in verse 19 he says in the sweat so now god began to curse the the serpent and then he began to curse or tell man the fate or the implication of he eating the tree now interesting thing in verse 19 it says in the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread till thou return unto the ground for out of it was thou taken for dust thou art and unto dust thou shalt return so god said that the day you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you will die now god comes in here and tell him that now you are dead because you've eaten that tree so this is what is going to happen you i created you from the dust and you are going to go back into the dust again so what was that which was sustaining man when he before he ate the tree that was the life and that life has now been lost sadly okay so there's been debates around whether you know the devil but the, the devil told them that you would you know your eyes would be open you'll be wise so why is it that perhaps the devil said the truth to them the interesting thing about lie is that half truth is as dangerous as a lie if adam knew that this was the consequence of their action adam and eve knew that this was the consequence of their action they wouldn't have eaten it but because the serpent wanted to take over that dominion god had given man he found a strategic way to convince man to eat of that tree and then now this is what happened now man died so this is the beautiful story about the end of man in this regard so let's read the book of romans chapter 5 verse 12 now we see the apostles of god enlightening us about a certain reality don't forget what we are treating who is jesus christ so now we've come to a point to understand that god created man and man was actually in the likeness of god and man sinned against god by eating the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and now man lost his place and now man died okay so even in the account you realize that the, god god instructed um, angels to protect the tree of life because the tree of life would have made man live longer or live forever interesting so in the book of romans chapter 5 verse 12 so the apostles begin to unveil a very interesting truth to uh, to us so romans chapter 5 verse 12 he says wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin and so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned how do you understand the scripture very interesting so now the apostle of god is trying to bring out some interesting conversation here he says that listen the devil was so smart that he found the first man God created and caused him to sin. So because man sinned, that is that man now, you see, I, would, I, would, I don't want to go ahead of myself. I'll begin to talk about the type of sin anyway. But then when man ate the tree of good and evil, man died because God told man that you will surely die. So then man died. But then the apostle of God is bringing to our understanding that by one man sin entered into the world so who was that man adam and death by sin so 
sin entered into the world and that sin is accompanied by death so when god said that when you eat of this tree you shall surely die that death that was coming came with sin so then he makes a bold statement he says that so death passeth upon all men so all men were dead and that death we are talking about is actually being cut off from your maker so for example let's say someone has a finger now that finger you have is connected to your blood vessels okay it's connected to or let's say someone has a hand that hand is connected to the part of your body so this hand is alive and can move because it is being supplied with blood and oxygen from the other part of the body are you following so if that hand is no more or maybe if that hand is cut away what happens is that although the hand may appear to be alive that hand is dead why because the life that flows from the body into the hand is cut off so that hand can if care is not taken or that hand is not connected back to its source that hand is dead so irrespective of how you can see the hand lying there that hand is dead so that is the understanding so god actually we came from the breath of god so sin is what cut us away from god so that death is that we have been disconnected from god and he is the source of our life are you following so if god is the source of our lives and we have been disconnected from him it's like a person with one hand cut off even though the person has access to the hand because that hand has been cut off and if um that hand has not been operated on to be connected back as soon as possible that hand will be useless the person may have the hand and nothing nothing or no none of the parts of the hand might be away or may be taken away that hand is still useless why because that hand has been taken away from that part of the body that is how man has become so when man sinned, we were cut off from God. It's like someone who has a hand cut off, using that as an example. We couldn't survive anymore. So we were dead. Please, I hope you are following. So it's interesting. So then the apostle of God is trying to make us understand that because of the sin of Adam, everybody's nature is sin. Everybody is dying because we have been disconnected from God. Please, are you following? So he says that sin passed upon all men because of the sin that man committed. So let's follow verse 13. He says, For unto the law of sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. So nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Who is the figure of him? that was to come so the scripture is trying to make us understand that even though there were people who came after adam like moses etc who lived their lives even not in that that dimension of adam they were still living under that sin of adam please are we following so let's now we are going to have a discussion about sin what is sin because when we come to understand sin it will help us to know what the Bible is actually talking about. So, two main dimensions of sin. And it's very interesting. So, the first dimension of sin is sin 
as a result of nature. So sin as a nature. So when you see sinner in the Bible, sinner in the Bible is not in regards to maybe someone doing sin. Sin as a nature. Are you getting it? So the, the same way we can say someone is, let's say, um, we can use um, countries to signify where people come from. So we can say that if someone is from maybe the UK, we would call that person British. Okay. So the first dimension of sin is a sin, a sin as a result of nature. And there are scriptures to prove that in the book of, um, so don't forget Romans chapter 5, he says that, so death passed upon all men and for that all have sinned so this all have sinned imagine one man sinned how can the child now be called a sinner or how can that child be called or become sin or that child has committed a sin how, how is that possible it is because that man's nature was sin so all the children they are giving birth to are sinners it's like um when uh two white or two black let's say two black um people so a black male black female give birth and the child is maybe a chinese it doesn't happen unless they've got maybe ancestors who are from china etc so that very nature is is seen in the offspring and it that is the same in regards to sin so sin as a nature in the in the book of galatians chapter 3 verse 22 so Galatians chapter 3 verse 22. We are still looking at the first type of sin, which is sin as a result of a nature or the nature of sin. Okay. It is not like, you know, an act, but it's actually a nature or a state, I would say. So yeah, Galatians chapter 3 verse number 22. I read. He says, But the scripture has concluded all under sin. That the promise of faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. So even though, don't forget who is Jesus Christ. Now we are looking at sin. Because Jesus came into the world to take away sin. Are we following? So he says that, but the scripture had concluded all under sin. That the promise of faith of Jesus might be given unto them that believe. So all are under sin. Okay, so we are getting it. Galatians chapter 1 verse 4. Yeah. Who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the word of God our Father. So Jesus came to deliver us. So he gave himself for our sins. Now, this sin is not in regards to what you are doing or what you are not doing. But what it's making reference to is that he came to actually take our nature of sin away. Very interesting. In the book of First. John chapter 2 verse 2. I'm still building on the nature of sin. So 1 John chapter 2 verse 2. So I read, he says, And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. How did the world become sin? For the sins of the whole world. How? But what has anybody done that Jesus should have died for the sins of the whole world? So this scripture is making us understand that there is actually a nature of man, which is sin. And so Jesus' death is not specifically to, you know, um, we believers alone. He actually came to die for the whole world because the whole world is under that sin. 
So our nature, don't forget, he said, the day you eat of this tree, you will die. So the day Adam ate of the tree or of that fruit, he actually became sin. So it is very interesting that if someone is a sinner, that means that whatever that person does is within that nature. Do you get what I mean? So if you are a sinner, whether you do good or bad, it doesn't matter. So it's very interesting that the tree that man ate, that tree is called tree of good and evil. So good and evil are all together as one. So if good and evil can make man die, that means that if your nature is sin, whether you do good or evil, it is still the same tree. In the sight of God, it is still the same tree. Please, are we following? So, we couldn't please God. There is nothing that we could do to please God. Unless that nature, which is sin, as a result of Adam's sin, had to be taken away. Else, whether we do good or bad, it never mattered. So, it's interesting that when you read the Bible, you realize that when God chose Abraham, and he chose his people. He gave them several ordinances. He gave them several things to do. That would help them cleanse themselves to please God. Do you get it? So if your nature is sin, whether you do good or bad, it doesn't matter. The tree is actually tree of good and evil. And the other tree is the tree of life. So the same nutrients go into the tree of good and evil. So I want you to understand that the nature of man is sin. Sometimes there, there, there are conversations around whether, you know, they would say, well, if someone does good, will the person go to heaven? If your nature is sin, whether you do good or bad, it is still the same tree. Don't forget the tree of good and evil. So whether you do good or bad, you are st it's still the same tree. So it will still take you to that same place. Are we following? Then there's the second one, which is sin as a result of works or deeds. Okay, so this type of sin is different from the first one. So the first one is as a result of Adam's sin. But then this second sin is the sin that people commit after they are born again. So I'm going ahead of myself a bit. But when you, you accept Jesus Christ, now Jesus came to die that we would have life. So when you, you give yourself to Jesus, what happens is that your nature of sin is actually changed. So before we actually get into um, the second um, type of sin, which is the sin as a result of deeds, let's read the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 9. So Romans chapter 10 verse 9. We are reading to verse 12, I think. So he says, Romans chapter 10 verse 9. He says, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the lord jesus and shall believe in thy heart that god had raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confesseth confession is made unto salvation for the scripture saith whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed so, if, so John chapter 3 verse 16 is a very common scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. That perish there is actually death. That death as a result of Adam's sin. So Jesus came to actually 
take us from that very nature Adam took us into. Are you following? So Jesus came to deliver us from sin. Okay? Jesus came to deliver us from sin so that we are no more sinners. The first nature. Are you following the discussion? So Jesus came into the equation to break that nature of sin. That was as a result of Adam. Are we following? So I want us to read the scripture. It would really buttress the point I'm making. Okay. Um, so quickly, I want to just, it just came to me. So in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse um, 45. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 45. So he says something, it's very technical, so listen, he says, And it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam, why is Jesus called the last Adam? We are still trying to understand who Jesus is. Why is Jesus the last Adam? Was made a quickening spirit. Now, let's move on, verse 46, he says, How be it that... Who was not first, which is spiritual, but which is natural, and afterwards that which is spiritual. Verse 47, the first man is of the earth, earthy, and the second man is the Lord from heaven. So why would Jesus be called second Adam? Because he came to take away that sin, the nature of sin, that came as a result of Adam's, Adam and Eve's sin, okay? The reason why the Bible mostly makes reference to Adam is because the life comes from the man. So if the life comes from the man and the man is a sinner, it doesn't matter the seed. The, the main life is from the man, so all the seed are all sinners. Are we following? But then obviously the devil was able to get Eve to even eat the tree. So that goes, um, that actually summarizes everything. But then Jesus is called the last Adam because he came to end the race of sinners. So the sin as a result of nature, okay? Jesus came to end that race and then began a new race. Now, this new race is actually a race of people who are no longer sinners. Are we following? So, this race of people are not after that line of Adam. So, John chapter 3 verse 16. So, when man sinned and man was in sin, God was saddened. And then God said, you know what? I don't, I don't want to watch man die all the time, okay? So what I'm going to do is that I'm going to send my own son. Don't forget, man came from the breath of God. So it had to take a higher power or a higher nature of God to deliver man. So man couldn't deliver man because we were all sinners. So God had to send a new being that is from him that is also part of him to come and also what deliver man so that is why jesus came in now in the book of um john chapter 3 verse 16 a very popular verse i want us to look at it john chapter 3 verse 16 it says for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish so Jesus is actually the one that has delivered us from the sin that has affected people from Adam till he was born. So we have gotten an opportunity to escape this death that came on man through Christ Jesus. Okay, 
So Jesus is actually the one who has brought us the life of God. So when you believe in your heart and you confess that, Lord Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life, etc. What happens is that you are translated from death into life. Isn't it amazing that the two trees God placed in the garden was the tree of good and evil and the tree of life? So that which was able to overcome good and evil was life. So Jesus came to bring the very life of God that can take us away from the clutches of the devil. Are we following? So if we've been able to capture this foundation, we can now move on to the second type of sin, which is sin as a result of deeds or works. Okay, so anytime you see sin in the Bible, you need to understand, is the Bible talking about nature, sin as a result of nature, or is the, devil, uh, is the Bible talking about sin as a result of deed? Now, the interesting thing is that a sinner, whatever a sinner does is sin, whether a sinner does good or bad. So, don't forget that this dominion God gave man, the devil had already taken it. So, the devil rules over this Adam, the nature, the, the old or the first Adam. That nature is actually influenced by the devil. And the devil has control because he took that dominion from the first Adam. So, when you come into Jesus Christ, you have come into a new place. Where you are given a new authority to defeat the devil. You have been given a new authority to defeat sin. Are we following? So if you are born again, you need to understand that you have come into a new family. You have come into a new nature that is no longer under the influence of the devil. So the devil cannot oppress you. The devil cannot destroy your life. Why? Because you are now in Jesus. Are we following? So the Bible says that he that is born of the of God overcometh the world. Why would God say that he that is born of God overcometh the world? Because now when you come into Christ, you have the power. You have the authority to overcome the devil. Are we following? So he says in 1 John chapter 5 verse 4, For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So when you believe in Jesus Christ, you have been given power. You have been given authority to overcome the world. And who is the prince of the world? The devil. So you have to understand that Jesus is the one who stands in the middle, who translates us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Please, are we following? It's very interesting. So I want us to read a scripture. Okay. Um, the Lord is bringing a lot of scriptures to me that I didn't capture earlier. So I want us to look at them. So in the book of Colossians chapter 1. Let's read Colossians chapter 1. We will come to the second sin, but I need to lay this foundation, okay? So that you would understand the, the dynamics. So don't forget the first sin is as a, as a result of the nature. So... Anybody who is under the influence of Adam, anybody who has never encountered Jesus is still under the influence of the devil already. And this person is also still under the influence of that sin. So no matter how good you do, it is still considered a sin because the tree of good and evil is still the same tree. But then how can your works, how can what you do be credited onto your account? That is when you come into Christ. That is when you believe 
in the son that God sent. Are you following? So, he says in Colossians chapter 1 verse 13, who had delivered us from the power of darkness? You see? So, the power of darkness, yeah, Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. Okay, so, Jesus, now he's talking about Jesus. Maybe we should start from verse 12. He says, giving thanks unto the Father, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. So, the apostle of God is thanking God that, oh God, thank you that you have now given us access to become a partaker of what? Of the kingdom of, no, you have become partakers of your inheritance. So, God has given us access to be part of his, his fraternity or his family. Now we can call God our father. But how did this happen? He says that, who had delivered us from the power of darkness? So that means that Adam, anybody who is after the influence of or any sinner. So now when I say sinner, sinner is not just about works. It's about nature. So anytime you hear sinner and you are born again, when you are born again, the day you become born again, you are no more a sinner. I wouldn't say you can't sin. I mean, you are not a sinner, but you can sin, which we will look at, which is the second sin. But then the first one is the nature. So God had delivered us from the power of darkness. So the power of darkness is what is holding people captive. The power of darkness is what is restricting people in their lives. And he says, he has translated us. So what is translation? I want to read the Greek word for that and give you meanings that connects to it. So he has transferred. So now there is actually a spiritual transaction. When you believe in Jesus, you are moved from the line, the family line. Okay? You are moved from the family line of Adam, which is under the influence of sin. So you are a sinner. You have been transferred into a new family, which is the family of God. So you are now a child of God. So Adam sinned. Don't forget, the death that would reign over Adam was actually he being disconnected from God, who was the source of his life. So when you come into Jesus, you have been given access to, still, to be able to call God your father. When Adam sinned and God was speaking, he said, Adam, Adam, where art thou? Adam went to hide himself because he realized that he didn't have any connection with the maker. So if the maker of the universe, you are disconnected from the maker of the universe, that means that any spirit can torment your life. Any spirit can dictate your life. Any spirit can direct your life. But when you get connected back to the maker of the world, the maker of the universe, that means that you now have that dominion he gave you before. And that is what Jesus has given us. Please are we following? So to transfer. So the word translated means we have been transferred into a new kingdom. To carry away. To dispose or exchange. So, the blood of Jesus has actually been exchanged for our life. So, you see the power you have as a Christian. But then, this is as a result of Jesus. Please, are you following? So, you have been turned away. So, we, we get to understand that when you come into Christ, you have been moved from that influence of the devil. So, the devil don't have influence over you like how he had influence over other men. And when you look into the scriptures, all the people that God worked with, God had to teach them something and God had to give his presence to be with them. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Good. So now, 
we i'm going to end with the second sin so now we've come to understand that the first sin is not about what you do the first thing is because of adam what adam did so because of what adam did everybody is a sinner case closed but then the second sin is when people who have come into god now do things as if they were the old man or as if they are descendants of adam as if they are under the influence of the old adam are we following the discussion so there are several things that the bible mentions um about the second sin which is the sin as a result of your works or your deeds so um let's read in the book of um first timothy chapter 5 verse 20. first timothy chapter 5 verse 20 what does the bible say it says um then okay so in this is an apostle advising his son or instructing his son who is a pastor so timothy was a young pastor and he was under the instruction of the great apostle paul and he's instructing he says um, them that sin rebuke them all that others may fear now this sin that the bible is talking about is not the nature sin now he's actually talking about how he should be treating people in the church so people who are born again christians so born again christians can sin but this thing is not as a result of their nature. It is as a result of their lack of knowledge. Okay? So, this is it. And let's read another scripture. We are still trying to build the sin as a result of deeds. Um, 1 John chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. So, 1 John chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. Quickly. I hope we are understanding the discussion. We are following. So let's start from verse 5. He says, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light. In him is no darkness at all. Don't forget, sin is darkness. So sin and darkness move hand in hand. Don't forget. And he says that he has translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son so we were at first under the influence of sin and darkness and now he has brought us into the kingdom of his dear son now he's saying that we need to understand this reality that god is light and in him is no darkness at all now let's follow he says if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness we lie and do not the truth so now he's beginning to talk about we be, we saying that we are born again yet we live our lives as people who are not born again and he says that no no, no that is not true at all verse 7 says but if we walk in light and he as he is the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood of jesus his son cleanses us from all sin so the blood of jesus cleanses us from all sin now this thing there is a sin as a result of deed our nature is no more sin our nature is light our nature is is the nature of god we are children of god but because we used to be in a different like when you are from let's say you are from ghana and you move you travel to the uk you travel with your language isn't it you travel with your food and it's so difficult to adapt to the new environment 
and that is what happens to many christians unlike maybe traveling to the uk where you know speaking your language or eating your food doesn't matter when you come into the kingdom of god you can't bring those sins you have to put them aside but then some people still struggle with it and he says that the blood of jesus is there to cleanse us from those sins so the sin that the blood of jesus will cleanse us from is not necessarily our nature but then the sin as a result of our our works so look at the verse 8 which is very interesting it says if we say that we have no sin we see ourselves and the truth is not in us ah this is apostle john who is born again he is speaking, but he says that if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not with us. Because as long as you are on this earth, there are many things that you may engage yourself in. That is sin. That is not in line with the will of God. That is not in line with the purpose of God. So, the blood of Jesus is there to cleanse us from this sin. Hallelujah. But obviously, we are not diving so deep into it um at the appropriate time we will look more into repentance from dead works and all that and we will go more to discuss about this so now we've understood let's read our last scripture on this um romans chapter 6 verse 6 to 16. so romans chapter 6 verse 6 to 16 summarizes the whole concept of the nature of sin and the work of sin to us which is very very interesting so romans chapter 6 verse 6 to 16 he says knowing this that our wo- our old man what is our old man? That old nature of sin. Don't forget. So we used to, for example, I used to be a sinner. As a result, not because of what I did. The moment a child is born, the child is a sinner. Not as a result of the sin the child has done, but as a result of the nature of man. Are you following? So he says that, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. So the apostle of God is trying to make us understand that when Jesus was crucified on the cross, it was our old man, our old nature of sin that was crucified. So when you believe in Jesus, what you are trying to say is that all what Jesus came to do on the cross has been credited to your account. So that old nature, he says that, don't forget that sin has been crucified. So you no longer Verse 7. For he that is dead is free from sin. So Jesus came to die so that, and he rose again. So now, when he died, our old nature died with him. He says, now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Verse 9, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, died no more. Death had no more dominion over him. For in, in that he died, he died with sin once. But in that he lived, he lived unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourself to be dead indeed unto sin. Now, this sin he's talking about is the deeds, the works of sin. So, it's no longer the nature. Don't forget that he's trying to say that when Jesus died on the cross, we all died with him. So, if we, are, we have arisen unto life, we can't serve sin any longer. So, we can't sin. That's what he's trying to make us understand. Verse 12, he says, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the last thereof. So, in our teachings, at some point, you'll be looking at the dimensions of sin. 
and he made mention of the last thereof. There are three major lasts that sin normally ride on. And you will look at later on. But then he's trying to make us understand that, hey, be smart, be wise. Now that you are born again, you should understand the dynamics of sin so that you can overcome it. So, for the sake of time, I would want to end here. And we would continue our discussion. So, don't forget that we've actually come to a point to understand that a man sinned. And that sin caused actually death and darkness and sorrow, etc. to reign over us. But then Jesus came into the picture and he came to end all that influence. And now he has started a whole new race. So we need to understand who Jesus is to us. Those of us who have come to accept Jesus. Jesus stands for so many things in our lives. And until we know Jesus more, we can't exercise our dominion over the devil. We can't exercise our dominion over the mountains of influence. We can't exercise our dominion even over the world. Okay, so um, I would like to end here and we will continue our discussion on who is Jesus. We will continue the conversation. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to hear your word. We pray that this word will stay in our hearts. Precious Holy Spirit, bring us understanding even when we lay our heads on our beds. May we come to know who Jesus is. May we come to understand our place in Christ. May we come to understand what is required of us. That we can live this life of faith unto the end. And please you and fulfill our destinies. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. One said prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, glory to Jesus. Dear one, we've come to an end of today's episode of God's Word. It was wonderful having you and we believe you have been blessed by the Word of God. Please follow us on our social media channels and groups with the name Dexterity Church for more depths and inspirations from God. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook, on YouTube, podcast, Telegram, TikTok, Instagram and Twitch all with the same name Dexterity Church to access our audio and video messages of God's Word. Have a blessed day and we hope to hear from you very soon. May the mercies and the grace and the power of God sustain you in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.